and welcome to the APL Teen Podcast, a podcast about teens sharing thoughts, ideas, and hobbies, and what it's like to be a teen today. Our episode today will be a little bit different, and we will have more than the three hosts as per normal. This is our fifth recording, and we hope you enjoy. We like to start off our episode with an introduction of the hosts and an icebreaker question. So today's question is, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the best, how would you rate your year during 2020? Uh, I'm going to start. Hi, my name is Rachel. You've probably heard me in some other episodes. I attend Modern Day High School, and I would rate my year a four. Hi, my name is Azan. I go to Anim High School, and I'd rate my year a five. Hi, my name is Kimberly. Um, I'm a junior at Canyon High School, and I would rate my year a solid five or six. Hi, my name is Arian. I attend Canyon High School and I'd rate my, my year of five. Hi, my name is Mackenzie and I attend Kennedy High School and I would probably rate my year like a solid like 4.5. Hi, my name is Victoria. I attend Oxford Academy and I will rate my year a five. Hi, my name is Vanessa. I attend Oxford Academy and I would rate my year of five as well. Hi, my name is Daniela. I attend Cypress High School and I would rate my year a solid seven. So for our first segment today, we're gonna have three hosts talking about 2020 in general. We're gonna recap and talk about how it's affected our lives, everything, the good, the bad. So with me, I have obviously this is Rachel and with me I have Arian and Adon if you want to say hi. 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 Okay. (laughs) 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 Um, So basically 2020 in general what do you think were some major events that happened that were affected us in general? I mean the coronavirus that that was a pretty big one. Yeah. Quarantine. Oh yeah, definitely. Quarantine started in March. And that that seems insane because it's December now. Oh Damn, wow. Time flies. <laughs> I feel like I re- I remember it just like being Australia being on fire, if you know what I mean. In January. Yeah. I feel it was like- just Australia and then a bunch of other stuff just happened and then. Mm-hmm. I feel like at a certain point, we just stopped caring about the stuff. Like everything just kept on happening. So we were just like, okay, you know what? Next thing. How can you top it now? I don't know. Let's see and find <laughs> out. It was like a game show. <laughs> um, I saw another thing though, and a bunch of prominent celebrities just started dying. And it was just like, first it was the first day of 2020. I remember I was at my friend's house and we found out the NBA commissioner died. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I remember we were just thinking, yeah, this year's not going to be good. (laughs) (laughs) I just, Kobe Bryant's death affected everyone, I feel like. And I, that was just insane. Like, I couldn't process it. It was was Kobe, Chadwick, Bozeman. Who else died? There was like a bunch of deaths. Yeah. I I feel like before quarantine started, everything was just kind of mellow. And then March hit, and then everything was just like, you can't go outside. Toilet paper's out of stock. Like, 
you I, I never thought I would go to the grocery store and see people literally fighting over toilet paper <laughs> like insane I feel like that period during this year was like insane just because people were like fight like basically the stores just started running out supplies and people were selling them for absurd amounts online like they're selling hand sanitizer for like a hundred dollars I was like <laughs> oh I know it's like something you see at school and you're like haha my school can like they can make money in the snap if they just put all their supplies on Amazon <laughs> honestly like at the start of quarantine when everyone just started fighting over toilet paper I just thought we were about to go into a straight up a cop apocalypse like it was getting bad <laughs> like I never just- thought I'd like reach the point in my life where people were straight up just fighting over toilet paper. I thought, I only seen that in movies and stuff. That was just unreal. Oh, it was totally unreal. And I feel like that was just, yeah, literally World War III. I feel like we had that threat at the beginning of the year and it was, it, it, it almost became reality, but I feel like that's been going on for years and we just didn't realize it. It was just the thing that Gen Z was like, World War III and <laughs> it came about, but it just it's literally feel I felt like a dream at first but now it's just normal life and I don't really remember going outside without a mask anymore honestly before before quarantine I was so energetic and like I used to talk like so much and like hang out with my friends all the time I was really upbeat and stuff but I feel like quarantine humbled me in a way (laughs) like I took so many naps and stuff at a certain point like I just got used to it I'm just I, used to just sitting in my room and just taking naps like every hour. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like at the beginning quarantine, we were all just so, we were like, yes, we can stay home. And then, cause like school was a little more chillax and stuff like that. And then you would like watch a movie in bed and then not, you, you would like have your homework and you're like, I'm not that stressed out. I'm going to watch a movie, you know? <laughs> and like, <laughs> it was literally it was insane at first. I think we just weren't prepared for something like that. Our world wasn't prepared for something like that. I feel like we were like at the peak of something where we were so privileged and we we like took things for granted. And now I'm realizing like, like I, th- I didn't know what I wanted for Christmas this year because I was like, I don't really need anything. And I think that quarantine helped me realize that. Honestly, yeah. Like when Christmas happened, like, I remember getting so pumped up. I was like, hey, what am I going to get for Christmas and stuff? And I didn't get anything because I couldn't think of anything to get. <laughs> <laughs> At a certain point, I, like, my mom was like, hey, what do you want for Christmas? I was like, well, I don't really need a hoodie. Uh, you know, it's fine. I, I don't need anything. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just took a day and I said, you know what, my Christmas present I just don't want to be bothered with chores for a day. And then I just took a nap and it was just great. It's the best Christmas ever. <laughs> I think like bringing back like what you said about being humbled. I think like that's true. Where during this quarantine, I feel like I used to do like so many things. I used to be involved with school. I would say basically my schedule would be like from because of zero period be from 6 a.m. to and I leave like around 6 p.m. So I'd be at school for most of the day. So I feel like all the activities I took for granted are just something I'm looking forward to. And hopefully we do go back to it soon. 
with all the regulations people start following, but who knows? Yeah, honestly, like when Christmas happened, I thought it was going to be like a huge thing because everyone's going to go out. There's going to be a lot more cases. And I actually, I think that's happening because I went up to my vacation home in Lake Arrowhead this week. And we were thinking there's not going to be that many people because quarantine and everything. So we went outside to the lake. Oh my God. Like if you guys go to like an amusement park or something like Disneyland or Knott's, there's like a bunch of people just crowded up, right? In that lake, there were at least a thousand people. <laughs> like we saw from our house, the lake and how many people there were. And we were just like, okay. I think it's just nope. people. I think at the beginning, people were more cautious than they are now, even though it's more dangerous now. Even though we have a vaccine, not everyone can get it. And it's not even 100% effective. And it doesn't prevent you. It just, if you get the virus, it's less severe with the vaccine. And now we have the new strand of the virus coming out and they're not even sure if the vaccine prevents you from that one. So it's, <laughs> and then people, I feel like people are just like over it. They're just like, if I get COVID, whatever. But like, are you insane? People like go out with their, their masks or they're not worn properly. Yeah, they're not thinking about the other people. That's the thing. Like normal people, they get the coronavirus and the, their state of mind right now is if we get it, it's okay. It's just a cold. It won't affect us. But they're not it's thinking about like cold. the elderly or people with like lung problems or like heart problems or stuff like that. If they get the coronavirus, it's it's bad. It's, they could die. Yeah, they they have much a much higher risk than we do. Like, mm-hmm. if you as a teenager get COVID, you should be worried, but you shouldn't be as worried as if an older person gets it or someone with an underlying condition gets it, which is insane to think mm-hmm. about that. If you go outside and then you interact with family, that you could possibly be, like, in affecting their life as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like, well, that's kind of, it's not funny because, like, Basically, like my whole family got it a month ago, and we're we're good now. But like when we were like doing, like we had other family who got COVID, and I just couldn't understand how they kept going doing daily activities with COVID. We stayed like in our house for probably a good amount, like probably three or four weeks, like just sitting around, and it felt it wasn't too bad because we could have been in the worst situation, but. I feel like I don't understand how people could just, they don't even care about the virus anymore. It's just. Yeah. I just, I feel like we, we need to give people that are listening to our podcast some tips to survive this year because there is so many things that are affecting us. And I feel like we need to survive this coronavirus thing together and get through it. And we should all be following rules and stuff like that and mandates. So how about you, Adam? Do you have any tips for people that are listening? Hmm. Some tips I would have. I'd say probably, well, something that's helped me this year a lot. I've gone on like walks like at night when there's less people or like just in general, if you go on a walk, just go somewhere that's secluded. Probably that's nice. Nice thing to do. Yeah, I feel like exercise is something that became 
popular during quarantine, but I feel like not everyone kept up with their exercise plans that they had set forth. They were like, okay, I'm stuck in my house for how long? I'm going to follow this diet plan. I'm going to follow this plan and stuff like that. And then it kind of fell through after a while, didn't it? But I feel like it workouts became easier almost. It's not like you have to go to the gym. People are finding at-home workouts and YouTube has been very resourceful with that. I feel like my tip is to stay active because I haven't and I need to stay active. So I feel like staying active, even if you're having more a more sedentary lifestyle, is really nice. Like there's things on YouTube and on the internet that can keep you active in a fun way. You can like join Zumba calls on Zoom and put it on your TV and stuff like that. So I feel like staying active is really important. This is going to be kind of a bad tip for me since uh, there's quarantine and stuff, but I'm in a sports program in track and field. And what's helped me survive through this year is, well, we still do practices and stuff. And I still hang out with my friends during the practices and stuff. Of course, we all have to wear masks and do six feet apart and stuff like that while running and stuff like that. But, you know, it's honestly been kind of like, Every single day, I'm just cooped up in this house. There's nothing really much to do. And then I go to track. So just find something like that. Maybe get like a group of friends and just take a hike or go on a run every now and then. Make sure you guys follow quarantine law, of course. But still, maybe that's that's how I survived the year. And a lot of naps. A lot of naps. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like napping became a very popular activity um for me I used to be not a nap person because if I napped it'd be for three hours and then I wake up and I've lost a lot of time and then I wouldn't be able to sleep at night but I've learned how to take a 30 minute nap and get up and do stuff and it's really been helpful um I feel like I'm turning into an old person during quarantine because I'm doing my puzzles, I'm reading my books, like that type of thing. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. So do you, so I also just want to talk, do you just, um, do you just take a 30 minute nap? Because something that I've been reading about is that 30 minute naps are like really bad. So it's just like a tip for you and a tip for whoever's listening. Hi. Um, just like, I- I've heard that taking like 45 minutes might be a little bit better because it's kind of like it's like in the middle between like a long nap and a power nap well, Wait. Like, because it's like a whole section i don't know we can't link um the video so <laughs> just, just search up. the video in the middle of the podcast <laughs> no i know what you're talking about it's like I don't want to get too scientific, but we have something called the REM cycle and the minimum amount on your REM cycle is 45 minutes for like teenagers and stuff like that. So yeah, I feel like, because <laughs> if you have 30 minutes nap, you're going to be tired and you're not going to have enough sleep. If you have an hour nap or more, you're going to be tired and have too much sleep if you want to get up and do activities and be active. So 45 minutes is a good set time. Actually, I don't know about you, but how do you guys time your naps? I just put an alarm. I put an alarm. 
I, I put like six alarms in a row and, you know, eventually one of them's going to wake me up. So it, it happened, you know, you just got to find your way to wake up, you know? Yeah, that's what I'd say too. Like I put them, but not all, of, not they don't work all the time. Sometimes I oversleep. Mm-hmm. Honestly, alarms never work for me because I like sleeping to background music and like background noise and stuff like that. So you're, and, you're falling asleep to noise. Yeah, this is going to sound weird, but the noise is usually very loud for me. <laughs> like, there's people who listen to calm stuff when they sleep, but I have to listen to, like, straight YouTube. Like, it can't be calm or else, like, I don't know. I just, it's, it's weird for me. So whenever I wake up, alarms never really stop me. Whenever an alarm played, I just sleep right through the alarm. So whenever I take a nap, my body's just kind of scheduled to wake up at the two-hour mark. And that's and- your REM cycle. <laughs> 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 People that haven't learned about the REM cycle are going to be so confused. It's your sleeping cycle. Um, each person has a different one. But I'm not going to talk about it too much. I feel like we've had so many different memories and stuff like that. And there's been so many good and bad things during quarantine. And I feel like we just all need to look at it as a whole and figure out how to come together as a group and find a better way to have a better 2021. Yeah, speaking of memories, I think we should talk about some pros and cons and memories and stuff. And uh, I'm going to take two more hosts, Victoria and Daniela. And uh, I guess let's just talk about memories and stuff. Yeah. um, um, I guess one of my favorite memories, at least, was like before quarantine, because like, you know how like we had like that, um, we had like those two months where we thought like it was going to be the best year, but like it really wasn't. So I guess my uh, favorite memory was like um, going to um, winter formal which was pretty fun because I was like the last big event that I went to where like people like a bunch of people were allowed in the same room without masks. So that was pretty fun. I don't know what your guys's um, like favorite memory was. Uh, mine was kind of similar. The biggest event I probably went to before quarantine started was homecoming because like there was a lot of people jam packed together and like the biggest memory was probably homecoming because you know it was just me and a group of like 10 of my friends and we all just partied the night away that was that was just fun um so i didn't well i was in 8th grade so i it, i would have had a major memory which was going to the washington dc trip but that was canceled so i was like devastated and so i guess a lot of the major memories I had was like it came after quarantine. I remember majoring, uh, major memories was starting this volunteering um, host uh, program because like I'm in, I'm, I was new to high school. I was looking for volunteering opportunities. And I think looking, going to the library for um, the volunteering, that's one of the major memories I had. Also another major memory I had was dyeing my hair. It came later in the year. It was during finals week. It was like impulsive and I was like breaking down. So I decided to dye my hair. And then I also had like a lot of other major memories just included like me doing things I had, me stepping out of my comfort zone during quarantine. Like I started reading more. I started watching more like shows, exploring like new genres. And it's just like, um, 
those are a lot of the major memories I had during like quarantine. It came after quarantine. I see. Yeah, the, the hair looks good, by the way. I've also wanted to dye my hair and do stuff like that over quarantine. Parents never let me, though. I asked them. I was like, hey, can I perm and dye my hair? And they're like, no, Arian, you're going to get cancer. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> and Wait, what color did you want to dye it? Actually, th- I wanted to dye it blonde. <laughs> Oh my god. Because <laughs> yeah, I have a couple friends who also kind of look like me and they dyed their hair blonde and I was like, damn, that looked pretty good. <laughs> I also wanted to get a perm because I didn't really like my wavy hair. It's too long and stuff. And if I permed it, I kind of like, I actually really like curly hair. I always wanted it, but I just always had wavy and straight hair. Yeah, I think hair became like a very popular trend over 2020 about like, oh, you know, getting new hairstyles, dyeing your hair. Those are like really popular trends. And I, I think that was like a pretty, I don't know, it was a pro to me because it kind of made me step out of my comfort zone, explore new ideas, experiment, you know. I feel like I'm yeah. going to bring this up a lot for, yeah, for this podcast, but one of my pros was napping. yeah (laughs) i bring that up way too much but you know what i gotta thank napping (laughs) you know it's it's the biggest pro for me just the biggest pro yeah one of my pros definitely was managing my time easier because although online school made me very lazy and like i was I would like woke up five minutes before class. I was also able to manage my time a lot easier. I was able to find time between, uh, I mean, not between classes. I was able to find time to nap. You know, I was able, I had, I also, another pro for me was I had a lot of time for myself. This like 2020 gave me time to, for mental health, time to myself and time to like kind of, I also um, became closer with friends. Like, you know, after school ended, I, I wouldn't say I broke off, but I drifted with a lot of people I would regularly talk, regularly talk to at school. And I kind of found my own close circle of friends. So that was like a pro to me. I was able to like kind of become closer with people. And I was also able to um, like speaking of that, like alone time, I was able to gain confidence because before quarantine, I was like, I guess this, um, I, it was hard for me to find confidence, but then like I, I was able to focus on mental health and myself a lot more so I gained confidence that way and I think that was like a really big pro for me for 2020 like changing something out of my comfort zone and like finding confidence I see yeah I, I think that's a huge pro like honestly just doing anything to make yourself more confident and like I remember at the start of the year or the start of quarantine everyone wanted to get like this huge glow up before school started again and I honestly think the biggest factor of getting that glow up is just having confidence. Like you come back to school a better and more confident person and just people are thinking you have a glow up even if you didn't. <laughs> but speaking of pros and cons, what are some cons you guys had? Oh God. Um, I guess the biggest con was probably not being able to like hang out with my friends, but also like, um, my biggest con this year, which was like either way it was going to happen, was applying for um, colleges because, oh, my God, it's such a pain. You like have to do your own work 
like schoolwork and then we have to take time to apply to colleges and it's so annoying but um i don't know what were you guys this uh i mean actually okay there's a lot of cons but i feel like they're all general cons you know i didn't get to hang out with my friends as much but honestly i took this year as kind of like a challenge like i was like okay i already know this is going to be a bad year let's see what i can do to make it better so i mean i just kind of worked on improving myself and stuff and honestly other than like the you know the normal cons i i didn't get to hang out with my friends as much but you know what i hung out with them in other ways i facetimed them track and field and like you know, I met up with them one-on-one, -on -one, did hikes and stuff. So it's like, it's honestly not even that bad. I didn't have that many cons. Yeah, I would say like cons were like, I couldn't hang out with my friends, you know, my sleep schedule became whack because like I would, I would like, my sleep schedule was so unstable. And then also another con was I got lazier and I don't know, maybe it was different for you guys, but I lost a lot of my social skills. Like after I found my close group of friends, Speaking to anyone outside of that group kind of came harder to me. Like I remember I was I um I was gaming with my friends and like these new group came in and I was like so scared. I was like, usually I would know how to reach out and talk to others, but I feel like quarantine kind of made me I I lost some of my social skills. Like if I went back to school, it would be kind of harder for me to able to socialize. But that was just for me because I was I'm kind of like cooped in. And like, I don't know about for you guys, but it also, sh um, over quarantine, I saw a lot of people reveal their true colors. And that was like economy because these people who I thought were like good people, their true colors came out. And I was like, that was a big con for me to like watch that happen. I agree. Oh my God. I see people which I thought were responsible. Like, I don't know, like at parties or like at like crowded places without like masks. And I'm just like, like, what are you guys doing? Like, I thought you guys were like responsible people, especially those who want to go into the medical field. That like stresses me out so much. But yeah. Honestly, actually, no, I actually I can think of one con. This is going to sound weird, but don't go into a relationship over quarantine. Like I did it and I thought it'd be great. You can't meet up with them. You can't do anything. It's just, it's really not fun. And we just ended up breaking up because, you know, we couldn't hang out or anything. It just sucked. Especially if their parents are straight, it's bad. So yeah, that, that's probably one of my tips. What are some tips you have? One of my tips is just don't go into a relationship. Oh, oh I'm really sorry, first of all. But so, some <laughs> of the tips I had were, make sure you have a cons like follow a consistent schedule throughout your day because that kind of helped me also like have time to yourself that was a tip focus on your mental health that was a tip I would give to survive through 2020 and then um another tip I have was like including that mental health take some time off social media because during this quarantine like social media was like a whole it was like a whole new place where like it went crazy i would say over quarantine so if you want to focus on yourself take time off social media and like reach out to your friends like my friends kept me in check a lot especially with schoolwork they always like reminded me to do my work they make sure i woke up on time even though sometimes i didn't 
they like it was very just like mental health keeping yourself in check and like having a consistent schedule those are the tips that I followed through 2020. How about you Danielle? Um, I guess my major tip is either like definitely keep in touch with your friends you don't want to like um feel alone because sometimes like I know that feeling just like uh feeling alone you should definitely reach out to them um you know watch a movie with them like on Netflix party or whatever you know um still do events like like maybe like play games with them uh play scribble I don't know but um find something to do even if it's like remotely or just like watch a good show I think um over the past like this month especially um the Mandalorian was keeping me like oh like Friday you know but it's sad that it's over um and we're gonna have to wait until next year but um that was definitely like keeping me like um sane but also like was having something to like look forward to like each Friday so look find something to look forward to and um you know just enjoy the time that like enjoy the memories and the time that quarantine has given everyone I know a tip um Rachel said she also talked about how to exercise so like I think that was I think that's a good tip and I would have followed it if I wasn't lazy, but I I became very lazy over quarantine, I would say that's a con. But I guess like in the beginning of quarantine, it like started around spring, right? So it was like nice weather out. And like, I used to go on run mom every single day to stay active. And then I also follow like the Chloe Ting because that was a trend. So I followed that, I did it. It helped me, I would say a lot. But then after the after the weather started getting way too hot for me to run outside and after I got I finished those two weeks of Chloe I just kind of let myself relax and I got really lazy out of habit but then like Arian I also do a sport at school so I went to basketball practice and that helped me stay active but now with the new lockdown I'm kind of going back into that exercise slump because I now like there's nowhere I can go the weather is cold I can't really exercise so that's something I want to do is in the new years make sure i actually can stay active <laughs> yeah like i mean i i did for exercise i had track for, i had track for a while but ever since uh like the summer i'm mean, not summer uh christmas break started uh track team it kind of like closed down for christmas break i guess and, i mean we still do secret practices and stuff but like my um my family we're actually one of the last survivors out of our family, like friends and stuff like that. Every single other family friend and like family that we're close with, they all got COVID except for us. And we hang out with them a lot. And we definitely did within the past 15 days. So they just decided that I should not go to track for like a month just to be safe and stuff like that. So for the past like two weeks, I haven't gone to track practice and that's when I realized I really don't work out other than track. <laughs> I tried working out. Like I, I was like, okay, I'm going to drop and, you know, just do 20. And I did it, but I just couldn't do anything after that. I was like, okay, what now? I'm just not going to work out. <laughs> then I just took a nap and I was like, okay, I'm lazy. <laughs> so that's also one of my new year's resolutions. Like if I ever stop track, I definitely need to get into the habit of working out. <laughs> yeah, I think 
2020 had a lot of pros and cons for everyone and like quarantine was obviously and like coronavirus obviously a con but I think the pro was that we also got time to change and reflect and we got to like do a lot of things that we couldn't before so um ending with that we will we will be right back after this short break and we're back um our next segment will be about politics this year was a big year for politics and social movements um we will be talking about many things with our three hosts which is me adan and mackenzie um hi guys um so what do you guys think about this year in terms of politics i know i have many opinions but i would like to hear your opinions first um hi i'm kind of like i have different opinions but also during this year i think most of my opinions and during this this quarantine like for politics wasn't really based on political things but it was mostly based on other like social movements that happen like bml or other movements that were impacting our basically impacting different groups of people and i think like while i think like during this year i think it was interesting for me to like kind of listen to both sides that's just generally what i do i don't really engage like trying to talk trying to figure out like some side to join with like i just like to listen to both sides and i see what i like and then what i dislike kind of it's kind of it's weird um well honestly i'm very like leaning towards one side like obviously i listen to the other side but i do have like my own um principles that i follow i guess and i think this year is when i really started getting into politics and i think this year really shaped like especially what what i want to do in the future and in college because it made me realize of like so many things and so many things that i had haven't realized and some things I've been misinformed about and that maybe other people have been misinformed about. And I really wanna help um, others not be misinformed because I, in social media, especially like I try my best to like engage in discussion. I mean, sometimes it turns into argument obviously because people can't be civil or maybe, you know, I do get upset because we're all human and I do have emotions, but sometimes people just really need that like bluntness they you just need to tell them straight on because sometimes people really just don't want to understand and sometimes people are just blatantly ignorant and it really like makes me upset and i feel like it should make other people upset that others don't want to listen to such important topics and issues because i know politics is a very complex thing but at the same time it's not really because a lot of the times it's just what are your morals and what are you going to follow in terms of how people are being treated and how the government treats like the citizens. And I'm talking about America because I obviously don't know much about other countries and how America has affected other countries. Yeah, um, I agree. I think this year has been an eye opener for a lot of people, especially myself. Um, 
this year had a lot of movements, especially the biggest one being Black Lives Matter. Um, after the death of George Floyd by um, police um, and many others, such as Breonna Taylor, um, so many other people um, killed by police. And I think um, this uh, this summer it really sparked outrage amongst like a lot of people, especially young people. Um, you know, there were marches all over the 50 states, which was really amazing, especially young people were out there marching um, and, um, you know, fighting for um, equality and also as well as, um, you know, basic human rights. Um, I think this year was very interesting politics wise. I think um, this year was, um, any people were like tuned in more into politics, especially because it was an election year here in the US. And I think a lot of people were out there, you know, voting, um, pushing other people to vote. I know I worked the poll, not worked the poll, sorry. I um, worked as a um, phone banker calling um, people to um, hopefully get out to vote. And I know, um, I know we all have different opinions about politics, but I think a very important thing to do is obviously get out and vote. Um, you know, in every election, whether it's, um, you know, a Senate election, whether it's a House election or a presidency election, I think we should all get out there to vote. Um, I think, I don't know, how how did the year affect your history classes, especially with, um, with again the election year and so many so many things um you know a new a new scout is the after um after rbg's death um and so many things that actually happened this year you know um how is your guys's history classes i think like my teacher is very heavily invested with um politics she really enjoys them she talked about them throughout like our lessons, like whenever the, whenever they'd have their, whenever like, like this is where I feel bad because I didn't, I don't pay attention too much to politics because it's just generally like, like for me, I just find it interest. I just, and this year I just really tried to learn more about politics because I don't know much. I didn't really find it interesting until this year because we were really affected by it and it's one of the major events during this year. And I just found out like the fact that I didn't know too much about politics, just like it kind of stumped me and I felt bad that I didn't know or I didn't know like what was going on. And that's one of the reasons I started like looking into it more. And I think like I started noticing how important it was like with like within our history class. My teacher started bringing it up. She started making, she started making us have like assignments like where you didn't have to do them, of course, but she wanted us to start investing some time so we can just review like what was going on and see what, I guess like kind of to prepare us kind of for the future to help us develop what it is that we want to decide with political matters. I'm not sure if that makes sense. Um, so I don't think my history class was like affected that much because my teacher tends to like not 
really say her views because it's school and you know how school is. And I guess like during the, especially since like Black Lives Matter was like before school started. So like we didn't really talk about that, but I think like during the election, like she did, or my teacher did um, speak a little bit about it, but it was mostly like outside of school. Um, but I kind of want to talk about Black Lives Matter because I don't think it, because honestly, I didn't really know about it. And it's been here since like, what, 20, I don't know. I was going to say 2013, but I'm not really sure. Um, but it's been here for so long and I didn't know about it, which was really weird. And I think it's good that that movement started. And the fact that it was just like one life, how do I say it? It just started because one life was lost, but like, it wasn't just that black life. It was so many others before that and people didn't pay as much attention, but this like George Floyd got the attention. And honestly, like I'm still trying to, or I don't really have my thoughts collected as to why that happened, but it did and I'm kind of glad it did. And I think during quarantine where we were more by ourselves and we have like less of a factor, like influence on other people, especially like in school, like you hear that maybe people wouldn't agree with you. So you like don't say your opinion, but since we're in quarantine and like we have social media, we can kind of just say whatever we want. And so people are a lot more opinionated about it, like myself. And so I was able to learn a lot. And especially with the election coming up, I remember, I remember like in 2016, I was always like questioning, like, why is this election so important? Like, I'm like 12, what is, what is happening? And then I figured it out. And I remember like when Trump got elected and how it was the next day, et cetera. And then, so I was interested in this election now that I could understand it more. And I watched like all the debates and I was reading about how Kamala Harris, um, what she did in the past and how she was going to like have these policies, et cetera, and Biden as well. And since he became president elect, I was like reading about all this stuff because just because he is president elect does not mean that we can stop criticizing the government because it wasn't just Trump that had like the um, bad, like the bad stuff that happened or whatever in this year, because this year was horrible because a lot of things were like clumping up in one year, but a lot of the things were from years and years ago, from presidents of years ago. And it just kind of like came all together this one year. And I think that's something that people really, really need to focus about and I'm talking a lot but I'm just really passionate not in politics in particular and I'm not saying politics are good because a lot of the times it's not and I think this year was really hard for people whose identities and who's like I don't know just their existence in general was being debated over a lot in the government yeah um I agree there's like um you know, politics is a difficult topic because um, I think a lot of times people um, consider certain things as politics, which they shouldn't be. They should be more like human rights, as in like having like, like being able to live, you know, that's like a human right. Um, or like even just like wearing masks, like people like did that as politics and like, you know, you should 
wear masks for your own well-being for the well-being of others and not really like uh, politicize that which is like something that is not okay um i think this year was really big with um again black lives matter and um the national outrage even like in different countries people were outraged at like what they saw um i think this year was definitely big with elections um it was a historic election um a lot of people went out to vote especially young voters they um they drove to many uh, places they drove many many miles to um turn in their ballots um and you know the integrity of this election is still being questioned by many but um i believe democracy works i believe um um i have my own opinions as always but um i definitely believe this election was fair and um hopefully next president does the work he said he was supposed to he will be doing um i think this year was again big for many movements even just like you know climate change or like um black lives matter or like um being there for other people being there for each other i think um this year was like big with politics like again how i mentioned earlier rbg's death was like something that was huge um there was many people um i guess like there was many people affected by many things especially like politics um you know like the stimulus checks and all that um there's still a senate race going on in georgia um so we'll find out what the results are for that um soon i think it's in um january 5th voting voting day i'm not sure uh yeah january 5th um so we're waiting for those results and we'll see what happens um i guess is there something specific that each of you learned i know i learned um about this especially like this year i learned that it's important to um fight for other people it's important to be out there in the streets or if you can't be out there in the streets because of covid obviously um it's important to be aware of um, your surroundings and inform yourself um, and make your own opinions. I think it's important to not be um, not be driven by other people's opinions, especially like your own family or whatever. Um, I believe it's very important. This year has taught us to be aware of other people and be aware of what's going on in the world and not be ob oblivious to all that, even if it's politics. And even if you don't um, necessarily like it, I don't know what you guys have learned. I guess one thing that I learned this year and that I hope that a lot of people realize too is that the power that people have, like voters obviously, like I hope that people continue to use their voice to continue to keep fighting for, for such rights because they are human rights and people should be allowed to live normally and peacefully. And that's just what I learned. And I hope that people just. Um, so since we mostly have a young audience, I think like, especially as a teen, like you can't really do that much because you need parents permission and things like that. And sometimes like even signing petitions can seem kind of helpless. But I think the best that we can do, like just 
the best. If you can go out, that's great. If you went out like during the protest, that was that's great. Um, but the best thing is that to spread, you know, facts, like spread the information that is true and not misinformation because a lot of people do like for COVID, like a lot of times people don't know exactly and they just kind of listen to whatever like influencer but a lot of the times they don't check themselves which I am which I also do sometimes so but I try to follow like people that I really do trust and then I double check on them because you can't just trust any person on social media so like COVID and the vaccine and things like that a lot of people are afraid of it and it's just like the flu vaccine where it's you know, it'll work the same in which it's just to, you know, try to get your body, your immune system used to it and be able to fight off the virus in a way where you won't be as effective, like physically in a way. And it's still important to take the vaccine if you do have the chance, especially if you're in the medical field and you're working with people who have COVID. I know and I've seen a lot of people and nurses and doctors who are wary of it, which I don't get it. Like I thought you guys the ones who like were educated on this but i i don't want to like i don't know attack them or anything because they're obviously the professionals but it really is important to not travel wear a mask if you do travel for essential needs like i want to point that out like some people really need to be told this don't travel you a lot of people make it seem really hard um it's not um if you really need to then I mean, unless you have like a valid reason, which I don't, I don't know what would be the valid reason besides essentials, which is going out for food or going out, et cetera. Um, I just really wanted to emphasize that because it's important. And especially for COVID, it's not gonna get any better. Um, it's really not because a lot of people aren't taking this seriously. And I think we all need to realize that at this point because some people are just kind of are slacking off. And it's like making me upset and I hope it's making others upset, but I guess we'll see as time passes because I hope that once like the vaccine is like out, I hope people can better understand that, you know, the virus like wasn't really a joke. A lot of people died, a lot of people I know died and it's not a joke, it's real and it's happening and it's not gonna stop anytime soon. We'll probably not even get out of this until maybe like next year and the end of the year if I'm being honest. And I read like a lot of the trials of the vaccine and I read all that stuff and I try my best to not misinform and try to educate others. And that's just only about COVID. If we're really going into like the election, which is something that honestly, like when I was seeing so many people voting and seeing the numbers, it was amazing and it made me really happy as a person who can't vote, like I like can't wait to vote for like the next election. So I can finally like make some sort of change because a lot of times like um, people like don't know what to do, especially if you're not 18 yet. But you know, try your best to like inform people and make it like facts and not just like your own opinion because it's like, it's more, um, you can be more persuasive it's, if it's like actual facts with sources. And if people don't wanna listen, then I would just say ignore them because people are very annoying sometimes. 
and they want to be ignorant. And it's really hard. I've spoken to those types of people. And, and I have to be honest with you, I don't know how to convince sometimes, um, especially as a team. But if you really do get into an argument or a discussion with someone, be civil about it. Like, try your best. Um, sometimes I think it's really hard to get to a compromise, especially if it's about like, you know, human rights or things that are being politicized for no reason, like mass. Um, it's really hard to come to a compromise. Um, and a lot of the times those things don't work. And I think we've seen that throughout history. But yeah, make sure to like you, especially if you're over 18, like use like what you can to like make a change because some of us teens are, are really trying, but we, we can't do much. So we have to wait until we're older. But yeah, that's, I guess that's like kind of it. Great. Um, so we will be moving on to the next segment. Um, the next segment will be social media. Okay, so we're back. Um, uh, this segment is about social media and I'm and I'm gonna introduce you guys to Vanessa and Kimberly who will be um, discussing about it with me. Say hi. Hi. Um, so yeah, social media, it's played a huge role this year. Um, I felt like it's kept the world in contact during a time where we're so isolated and you know, like we've just covered the political segment, but of course it's been so intertwined in the political movements this year. It's like political, like politics could become more accessible to the youth and a lot of political movements gain traction as people would unite online but at the same time it's like I guess it caused more divide as like things gained more tension and you know COVID became politicized so we see those things on social media. I feel like for me social media ever since like in 2021 like 2020 sorry I used it a lot like a lot of things gained a lot of like more attention like TikTok like that is just one of the main things that just like social media like platforms that just blew up and I had TikTok before but like in like 2020 especially during quarantine a lot of things were being like publicized on TikTok and TikTok was just one of the like largest um platforms and I remember a lot of trends came from TikTok I remember seeing a lot of things on there like whipped coffee and like like Tiger King like I don't know the beginning of quarantine like social media then that was low-key a fever dream but like that like I got a lot of like inspiration from there too like a lot of people I saw people on TikTok doing like workouts and like Chloe Ting and I was just like oh my gosh like a lot of people are doing this, so now I have to do it too. So I, I don't know. I feel like social media, it was a good way for everybody to be connected and for everybody to stay like oh, like aware about like what was happening. I think so. Sorry. Oh, okay. It's okay. But I think social media did like um really it really affected me like in a positive way, which is kind of weird. Like there's obviously pros and cons, but I think it was more positive this year than anything. I was able to learn a lot, like on TikTok, especially. Um, I was able to learn a lot. Like, I don't know where you guys are, but I'm like, how do you say it? Like sometimes I'm on like politics and then sometimes it's like something about anime. And it's just like really weird how the for you page works, but that's how it, that's how it is. And I think TikTok and especially being in quarantine, like 
definitely made some old interests come back because like in 2016 I was like obsessed with the game and now I'm obsessed with it again so I think that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah okay the trends from the beginning of quarantine like the Dalgona coffee that was so fun I like tried it five times until I got it right and it's so much sugar but yeah I thought that was a lot of fun during the being of quarantine when people were trying to regain normalcy and have like a little fun in such dry times. But yeah, like social media allowed pop culture to thrive. Like people would obsess over shows like The Queen's Gambit or The Mandalorian. And it's just fun. Like we see a lot of music and fashion on social media, TikTok. I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a time during like earlier this year on TikTok, it was like, straight tiktok versus alt tiktok and i thought that was so funny i was like i remember people were like posting they're like oh my god are you coming to the tree and i was just like this is like now that i look back at it i just think it's so stupid but like at the time i thought it was really funny i was like oh my god this is like top tier humor but now i look at it, i'm like what what happened like what is this why like why did we like do this like why how did we think this was funny and people would always roast like different tiktokers to like oh my god Addison's on straight TikTok, Charlie's on straight TikTok, but like Claire and Haley are on all TikTok. And it was just like, it was just like a whole debate. And I'm just thinking like, why, why, like, why did that even happen? That was such a weird like time on TikTok. And then I was like, I was thought it was so funny. And I thought like being on all TikTok was like superior, but honestly not think about it. That's just so stupid. Like it was just, I honestly feel like it was just a way for people to start things when people were like, when they were like bored and like, but now it's just like, but now on TikTok, it's more like, I think everybody's finally realized how like weird it was and like more like different trends are coming into like, like being more popular. Um, yeah, that was like really funny in my opinion. Like, I think it was a joke. I, like, I saw it as a joke because um, I'm not on straight TikTok. I kind of refuse, like it's still there by the way. Like you still have that division. You just don't notice it as much because I don't see any of those like straight TikTokers. Like, you know, like quote unquote, you can't see me, but, um, <laughs> but all TikTok is basically anything that is not with straight people that's 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 it like that's how it is like I don't know because there's a lot of straight people that just I guess don't get humor from people who aren't straight I don't know how it works I really don't um but like I'm on everything like sometimes it's politics and then sometimes it's funny videos sometimes it's like I don't know like it's weird and complicated I know a lot of people might get like dancing videos from like Charlie or something but I never do like I've never seen her videos on my for you page so I don't know where you guys are at but I've never seen like one of her videos besides switching it up but I still think it's fun and I think TikTok like I don't post on there but I think it's like <laughs> I think it's really I think it's still fun and I was able to like you know find things I like and kind of identify myself with certain things and I hope, I think other people have too. Yeah, I remember that being so cringy, but it was like so fun being part of the chaos. Like my TikTok is mainly Hank Green and like random cooking videos. And I, sometimes I get thirst traps and then I block them and then they still come in. So I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but <laughs> I guess my For You page doesn't know me that well. I don't know what I'm coming off as, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I like, 
Oh, sorry. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah, I just, <laughs> it's, it's like a mixed batch. Anything can happen on TikTok. Like, if you've seen the light, like the Ratatouille musical that's come out of TikTok, where it's just a virtual musical where all these Broadway stars like make original songs and it's amazing. Anything can happen on the internet. My For You page. Okay, this, this might sound kind of weird, but I have like a mix of things. Like I have like cooking videos. I remember at one point I just had like a bunch of oatmeal videos. Like I was on like oatmeal TikTok and it was, I was like, maybe I should try oatmeal. But I'm like, no, I hate oatmeal. <laughs> so, so I remember I also got like, um, and like I had gone to anime TikTok too. And then I also got into like book TikTok and like I actually met some online friends because I like was like able to meet them through TikTok and like I guess like my for you page it's like can be really random because like there are some videos that are like say like same can really sometimes I get like random thirst traps too but like it's not like I like that's not like gear for me but I'm just like how did how did I end up on here like but I feel like that's what's really interesting because like you might see one thing and then it's like oh like maybe this is interesting me and then like another thing like how I told you how I was on like oatmeal TikTok and like cooking TikTok like I never thought about cooking before but I'm like this looks interesting so I will like try it and so I feel like that's another way social media can influence us they can like like show us the new things that we might be interested in okay TikTok is way too accurate with its for you page like sometimes I get things where it's like um, like you'll be okay or something like that and I was going through a hard time and I was like okay and you just scroll past it and you're like and then you get it multiple times and you're just like this is weird but to talk about Ratatouille musical like real quick I saw the cast the cast is amazing I love the cast um I don't remember what it was exactly but it was really good and I appreciate the people who were able to get that done because there were some popular some popular actors on there. So I'm so proud of whoever is producing it. And one thing, since we're mostly talking, I'm on Twitter and TikTok and Instagram is just kind of like laying over there on the side, but like Twitter is super, I don't know if you guys are on it, but Twitter is like super like bad right now. Like it has like funny content like sometimes, but then you get like this like controversial thing and you're just like, who am I following that would like that? And so you like check and you you have to see like if you agree with your like the people you follow and stuff because sometimes it's like, it can get like really, really like controversial and you're just like, why would you say that? Or why would you tweet that or retweet or whatever? But yeah, that would, that's mostly Twitter. And I don't know if anyone else has it. Yeah, Twitter. Twitter is like a wasteland. I'm like terrified of Twitter, but also like, every other social media platform like steals from Twitter like you see like you go on Instagram on the explore page it's just screenshots of tweets and I'm like you guys can't make original content but yeah with Instagram Instagram I feel like it's definitely essential because like you know you can like reconnect with people like I lost touch with people before the pandemic and like now I'm talking to because we have Instagram but yeah I like like you know Netflix part you guys brought it up earlier I I love Netflix party and like Disney plus added like a group watch. So like I watched a goofy movie with my friend last night and it's like amazing movie, by the way, 1010. Cause who doesn't want to watch a movie about a single dad, the hardships he goes through as he raises his teenage son. But like, yeah, like social media is just great during like all this. And it's just fun with all these trends.
don't know, like going back to Twitter, Stan Twitter is like insane. Like <laughs> I am on K-pop Stan Twitter and these like fans, they're like crazy. Like <laughs> they would like get a picture of a K-pop idol and they would be like, start analyzing. I'm like, guys, it's not that serious. <laughs> and they would just start going crazy. And I'm like, what? Like, okay, but the thing is, Stan Twitter has always been like that and they except I don't know I feel like something during quarantine like they just started going crazy and I was like you know what I need to get off Twitter for a second this is just crazy like Twitter is a really scary place like you can either get mixed up in like the pool of like really fun people and like you can meet a lot of people but there's also that scary side there everybody's just attacking each other and it's like k-pop fans against like Nicki Minaj fans and like Ariana Grande fans and it's like crazy and I was like guys why don't we just like unite together but they're just like no like it's always a competition I'm like that that yes the barbs the barbs the barbs they're like there's it's so funny but it's also like really crazy at the same time I'm like I don't like participate in any of the drama I just sit back and observe and I'm just like this is kind of interesting but at the same time it's like you know why why is it like that okay so as a person on k-pop stan twitter and also anime stan twitter um, anime stand Twitter can get rather, but usually it's very calm. So I suggest going there because it's kind of nice if you like block the people you don't like, you know, like, cause you can do that. But K-pop stand Twitter, it depends. It depends. I'm on both. Like there's like really funny content. Sometimes there's like really cute content or whatever. And then like, sometimes they're like, how do you like the really like, hate crimes and stuff that they do online or I don't know how to call it but I sometimes interact with them when I'm bored because I love arguing with people when I'm bored because it's just funny to see the people mad for like something like super super simple like I swear a k-pop idol are like holding hand in a very like friendly way and then people are just kind of like take it to another level and that's how it always has been but Sometimes you just got to tell them to go outside and touch some grass because it's getting out of hand. Some of you guys are getting out of reality. You, I need to pull you back in. I need to pull you back in because y'all need to like really check yourselves. Dude, sometimes like I go into it, I'm like, oh God, do you guys not have like hobbies? Because like, okay, it gets hectic on there. I'm concerned whenever I go on there, but it's always like the music artists I see like, I like I've seen Ariana Grande fans also get like really heated or like Taylor Swift fans so it's like it's it's always the music artists not just like k-pop it's like horrifying I'm so sorry but I have to say this um my tiktok my twitter is just a bunch of queer people you know like I'm just in my zone and like I think to get like kind of personal but not really um, I think TikTok has really shown that like you can normalize things like, you know, toxic masculinity is starting to like, you know, get out there and be like, oh, this isn't good. We need to stop this. And like, you know, guys are finally, you know, be able to show emotions or whatever and not being held back by that patriarchal standard. And that's like a little more deep. But I think social media does really does really help with those kinds of things to normalize things that a lot of people thought that was bad or they were too feminine for like masculine guys or whatever. Yeah, I agree. It's like social media gives people like a platform to express themselves. And like when you see like that many people express themselves, it like becomes like less taboo to be like who you are. So yeah, like like I've seen like 
along with like minorities, I've seen, you know, a lot of people for like different fashion, like alternative, like people are allowed to express themselves. And I like seeing all these like different kinds of people come out of their shell. Wait, Kimberly, do you want to transition or do you want me to transition? Oh, yeah, I can transition. I didn't see the comments yet. Okay. Um, speaking of fashion um, on social media, our next segment is fashion. And um, the host will be me, Victoria, and Vanessa. You guys want to say hi? Hi again. <laughs> hi. Um, so yeah, I, yeah, you know, like TikTok was very big on fashion this year. Like we saw all these different subgenres of fashion from like, you know, super alternative to like hyper feminine and like different decades and all that. Like, I think 80s has been in for a while now, but this year we saw more hints of 70s and Y2K. Like, like I think after the popularity of skinny jeans in the 2010s, there's been like a lot of hype for baggier clothing. So like, you know, tiny tops, big pants seem like a big trend with that. I feel like one of the fashion trends I thought was really cool was bringing back the Y2K style because people were dressing like, I saw like um, one of my favorite like 2000, like 2000 actress was De Devin Aoki. And I saw a lot of people start to dress like her more. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Because she like, when I first, like, I remember I was like seeing on TikTok a bunch of scenes of her from like Fast and Furious. And I was like, Devin Aoki so cool like she and then people started like dressing like her and like just dressing in that Y2K style and I was like that like I thought that was so cool like personally I didn't wear anything Y2K because like I wasn't like going anywhere so I like didn't like dress up like that but I like thought that was really cool people were showing their outfits and it was like very like 2000s inspired and like I don't know it was it was a nice change to see yeah oh my god sorry you can go okay 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 yeah um I agree with that like I re over quarantine I really uh, on my like like also connecting with social media I started seeing a lot more fashion videos on like Instagram TikTok and that kind of like my fashion before quarantine hit it was just like skinny jeans and like hoodie nothing really um nothing really like unique like it was really basic but then I guess now I've had time to kind of explore new fashion trends I've gotten a lot of new clothes new closet and I've like explored new styles like the Y2K styles like the baggy jeans I've moved on from skinny jeans I've gotten like mom jeans and straight leg jeans so I think like my fashion has changed a lot over 2022. Yeah, uh, what Vanessa said about Devin Aoki, my friend and I love Devin Aoki so much. Like, we go on Pinterest and, like, we see all these pictures of her. She's, like, amazing. But, yeah, I like, like, you know, uh, like, we've seen, like, a lot of, like, flared jeans, I guess. Like, oh, yeah, and, like, the flared leggings. Like, a lot of people saw my channel and wear them, so now they're, like, flared leggings are in. We love flared leggings. But yeah, like I like seeing how different decades like come cycles. I know. And like um speaking of Emma Chamberlain, I love Emma Chamberlain and she is like a fashion icon. Like I would just stalk her Instagram. I'm like, oh my gosh, save like save her outfits. I'd be like, even though the chances of me recreating it is very low, I just like looking at it because it's so nice to look at. And I think fashion is like 
so cool because like people can express themselves like through clothing like different ways and another person I really like to like watch for fashion is best dress Ashley and I like a lot of my like outfits are like kind of inspired by her like I really like her very European like style and I honestly just like watching like influencers on Instagram or TikTok like show their fashion because I think it's really cool and another thing that I got like I could not imagine myself wearing last year but I got this year because of like I saw it on like trending again was Doc Martens. I got platform docs because I <laughs> like last year the only thing I wore were white shoes. Now I'm like there's like more flavor. I was like okay let's get some Doc Martens and so I started styling a lot of my outfits with like Doc Martens and a lot of things that were more like because Doc Martens I think they were like trending like a long like time ago and then they just like got back again. So I was like that's it's really cool. Yeah, Doc Martens are, like, super versatile. So I saw, like, everyone at my school suddenly getting a pair, and I was like, oh, wow, they're, like, really coming back. But, yeah, like, hair was also, like, a big thing, too. Like, obviously, you see, like, the two dye strands in the front from, like, TikTok and, like, the dye underneath your hair, like, Draco Malfoy's mom from Harry Potter. People were, like, talking about her hair. Yeah, I I really think, like, those new trends came, uh, it became, like, really popular, and it was, like, I wouldn't say a cultural reset, but a lot of people started getting it. And I think um, also another fashion trend that I really was glad that was like became popular was like layer layering, like you know, like layering clothes, wearing like um, sweaters over collars, wearing like um, long sleeves under over long sleeves under short sleeves. Like I think layering was like something I really like um, wearing with my clothes now and style, and I think. It's also a good way to like keep warm, but also look fashionable. The collars under the sweatshirts were like huge and people were like wearing tennis skirts because like, like the schoolgirl look was so cute. I think it's kind of funny. Like the whole schoolgirl look was coming back because um, me and Victoria used to go to a private Catholic school and we wore like school uniform. And now I see it like trending. I'm just like, this was my nightmare. Like in like a few years ago, I'm just like, wearing like the plaid skirt with like the like sweater vest and like collar shirt I'm just like this was like my nightmare like a few years ago now it's coming back in trend like I tried putting on an outfit like looking like the schoolgirl inspired and I was like this is literally my uniform like I can't wear this <laughs> I was just like PTSD yeah and also this year um like looking from social media at TikTok I've also discovered a lot of new like stores and like places to shop at like um we started shopping at like yes style and um all these other like businesses that i've never really shopped at before and so i guess thanks to like 2020 tiktok and trends i've discovered a lot of new places to shop at yeah yes style is so cheap i love yes style but yeah like i've like looked into more small businesses to like support because you know during the pandemic and like it's good to support small creators but like also back to the hair like I saw like a lot of layers and curtain bangs like people like love like the 90s like Rachel's hair from friends or like voluminous waves and bangs from the 70s and there were like some mullets and they're tossed in there too yeah, I feel like just the dyeing, the dyed hair is like really popular. Like I know like besides Victoria who got like the two dyed in front. <laughs> I know my other sister, she dyed her hair like 
the thing on the bottom and I like honestly like the dying hair like a lot of people dyed their hair over quarantine and because it was like a trend and I feel like it was actually pretty cool because I saw a lot of people doing like a lot of weird like not weird but like a lot of cool like new things and I remember in seventh grade I had my hair dye like under my hair like this but it wasn't like a trend back then <laughs> but now a lot of people are doing it and I'm like wow I should probably do it again. but I don't know and then so the hair thing I feel like a lot of people started getting shorter hair like I feel like the short hair is like coming back in style and like you said like the mullets like that was like a lot like that's like a lot um that is like going back in style God, you like you're like the trendsetter for the underneath hair, but yeah, like the short hair. My friend like had a whole like hair makeover during quarantine. She like chopped off her hair, got layers, got curtain bangs, like dyed like highlights, and it looks so good. And like, yeah, I'm glad like TikTok gave us those good trends because they suit a lot of people. But I haven't experimented with my hair yet, so yeah, like for at the beginning of quarantine like I saw a bunch of these fashion videos a bunch of these like um clothing videos like scrolling through Pinterest like I was finding all these new like fashion inspo to look at but I didn't know which like style fit me or which would look best on me so like for those who like don't know like what style fits them like even I don't know what style fits me but just find the clothes or find like inspo pics you like like try to find it online buy the clothes and then just kind of like keep trying on clothes keep trying the clothes you don't need a specific aesthetic to fit your style you can just wear the clothes you like and or like you think you really want to go for and that's kind of like it's just it keep experimenting keep wearing clothes that you think you would like or keep exploring like you don't need a specific fashion style but yeah that's I remember last year I was so into that visco like fashion I was like obsessed with being a visco girl I was like I, use, I said that, whatever that thing was, and like, I was like, oh my god, yes, puka shell necklace, whatever. I wore scrunchies on my wrist. I was like, I love that visco vibe, and like, this year, I'm like, okay, I hate that. <laughs> I didn't, even though visco, like, sometimes I still go back to that, like, hydroflask things, but like, hi, like, but now I'm more like, I feel like I like more of that light academia like fashion like I'm very light academia I don't really like like a lot of people like the indie like alt but I actually really like light academia like European kind of fashion I feel like it's just more classy and elegant and I really like that fashion and I know a lot of people like the alt but they also really like the like I know a lot of people have been getting a lot of their fashion inspiration from like Chinese mainlanders and those Chinese mainlander fashion is like crazy it's like so good but I feel like finding your fashion it's not like your fashion style or whatever it's not like really a big deal but it's like it's whatever like you like and whatever fits you I feel like that's what's most important yeah okay I remember the visco trend being like super fun even if it's out of style now but yeah Pinterest is like huge on finding your style because like people often try too hard to like find their style like fit inside this box but you can experiment and like make your own style like I mainly like 90s and 80s, I guess, like, I watched Boy Meets World for fashion as well, because, like, it's so nice, but, yeah, I also like Dark Academia, like, you can just experiment, and, like, you don't have to, like, be in this mold, you can just be yourself, and, yeah, like, I think it's nice that people get to experiment, and that's on Pinterest, so... Yeah, like some days I will be wearing like baggy jeans, you know, um, crew necks with like, you know, I'll be wearing like that whole um, 
outfit, I guess. I don't know but the exact style, but I'd be wearing like the whole baggy jean fit. And then the next day I would be wearing like a soft girl style with like light pink and like all that stuff. So like every day I'm always, I don't stick to a specific style, but it's just wearing things that you like. And it doesn't, I just think like fashion in 2020, like there's a bunch of new ways that you can find um, your inspo or find your style. And I think that's like something I really got into this year. So after we talked about our politics, social media, and fashion sections, I am back. I'm Rachel, by the way. And we're going to end off this podcast with our New Year's resolutions because when we are recording this, it is New Year's Eve tomorrow. And we really wanted to end off the year with our resolutions and hope that we can inspire other people that are listening. And I'll start with my resolution. Uh, My name is Rachel, and my resolution is to dedicate myself to my work more and learn new skills that will help me in my future. Um, hi, my name is Adon again. My New Year's resolution is to dedicate an equal amount of time towards each class and try to be more productive during the day so I don't die doing all nighters. Hi, it's Kimberly and my New Year's resolutions for 2020 would be like to practice healthier sleeping habits, read more classics and become like more self-assured in my ability. Hi, my name is Arian, and my New Year's resolution is to get more sleep and take more naps. Hi, I'm Mackenzie, and my New Year's resolution is to succeed as best as I can in all my classes. And remember that my exams don't determine everything, and like to also fix my social life because it's kind of going downhill because of the pandemic. <laughs> Hi, it's Victoria, and my New Year's resolution is to have more listening time on Spotify than my best friend, and to also have a healthier sleep schedule, of course. Hi, my name is Vanessa, and my New Year's resolution is just to be more positive, uh, have better work ethics when it comes to school, and to actually do something when I say I'm going to do it. Hi, uh, this is Daniela. Um, my New Year's resolution is to be more aware of my time management and procrastinate less. Well, that was great. Thank you, everyone, for your New Year's resolutions. And thank you, everyone listening. Thank you for joining us today. We will continue to speak about local and global issues we are concerned about, so stay tuned. You can also find local teens sharing essays, stories, book reviews, and more on the APL Teen blog at anaheimlibraryteens.wordpress.com. Happy New Year, everyone. Ah!